Hi everyone and welcome to Actually Podcast. I'm your host Jasmine and on Actually I like to talk about things going on in the world and stuff that's interesting to me. So basically this week I wanted to talk about Scarlett Johansson versus Disney versus the theater chains. Also wanted to talk about Jungle Cruise the movie and wanted to talk about the baby and Matt Damon. Problematic, problematic, problematic. So let's get started. This lawsuit between Scarlett Johansson and Disney over Disney Plus and streaming services, I think is going to have quite the domino effect on the entertainment business. So if you don't know, Scarlett Johansson is actually suing Disney over Black Widow because she had it stated in her original contract that the movie was supposed to be released exclusively in theaters first before going to a streaming or on-demand service. In doing that, Scarlett Johansson gets so-called points or money kicked back from opening box office weekends, from theater sales, and things like that. So Disney, in this whole thing of the pandemic, has used Disney Plus to be able to release these new movies at the same time that they're released in theaters, which for me has been great because I have had no real rush to get to a movie theater. I know a lot of people that have been in movie theaters and they've been completely safe and they're all healthy, thank goodness. But for me, I like being safe at home and being able to watch new movies. However, with that being said, I do understand where the lawsuit is coming from. Scarlett Johansson being one of the top actresses in Hollywood, she has And she's completely earned it, but she has earned the right to be able to have these contracts where these big blockbuster weekends and, you know, the total revenue from in-theater sales, she's able to make a percentage of that money. Of course, before this all happened with COVID and they made the movie, this was supposed to be released in theaters a year ago and the contract was set now here we are after covid and disney has decided to release the movies in tandem with theater releases and a lot of people are upset about that and i don't blame them i mean we really have to respect the talent and the craftsmanship that it takes in making films we need to make sure people are paid fairly However, Scarlett Johansson is not the only person or entity that has Disney in hot water right now. So right before the announcement of the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit, turns out that Disney was being sued by many theater chains for pretty much the same thing. The theater chains had their contracts to be able to exclusively offer these films and do big promotions around these huge Marvel films. And of course, here we are during COVID, a lot of theaters weren't open. And so 
some of these films were being released on streaming service on Disney Plus. And it went on for about a year. And now the theaters are showing that they've lost a substantial amount of money, not only because of not being able to put very many people in the seats, but also because people have a chance to actually stay home and watch these films and may sway them from really being in a theater ever again. I probably am one of them, but uh, so Disney eventually came to an agreement that this past release, Jungle Cruise, is going to be the last release where they have a new film that premieres at the same time as it premieres in the theater. I'm sure they'll be settling out of court with both parties and we'll just have to keep a lookout and see where it goes from there. On this same topic, I have to say I am a little disappointed. I am one of the people that has really enjoyed being able to watch the new films the day that they come out. I've, you know, my family and I, we have spent the money on the premium access so that we could have access to these films that are long awaited way before the pandemic. And we've really enjoyed being able to be safe at home and watch these films that we love so much. I'm really upset because, <laughs> I mean, like I said last time, I really do not think that Spider-Man No Way Home will be out in 2021. We'll see what happens. Again, I hope I am wrong, but looking at all the bloggers, TikTokers, all the people that pretty much are on that MCU train are all starting to say the same thing. We still haven't seen a trailer. We are now first week of August. Nada. Anyway, like I said, hope I'm wrong on that. But one of the films I've been really looking forward to for over a year is Shang-Chi and The Ten Rings. So this is going to be one of Marvel's first films where you're going to have a predominantly uh, Asian cast. You're going to have a complete story that is one of the earliest stories in the MCU. And it's going to be something where it incorporates a lot of other characters from films even before Disney took over Marvel Studios. And it looks like Shang-Chi will not have a chance to be released on premium access. So I'm really sad about that. I've been waiting for it a long time. But again, I understand where the artisans are coming from because they should be paid fairly for their work and they should be able to have their contracts honored where they're only being released in theaters first and then streaming. So the loophole within this agreement, so I have heard, is that there is a window of opportunity for the streaming services to still release the new films on an on-demand kind of streaming way. So basically, if a film is released in theaters, that studio then has to wait 90 days before they can release the film on a streaming platform or video on demand. So it might just be the case that 
I might not get to see Shang-Chi until December. Um, now again, on this same note, we had a chance to actually watch Jungle Cruise, which is now the final film that Disney was allowed to release in tandem with theater release. Um, just a quick review on it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I like The Rock. I'm not a huge fan of The Rock. Um, I like Emily Blunt. I remember sitting in the theater a few years ago and seeing a trailer for this film and just kind of thinking, okay. Because honestly, even at Disneyland, Jungle Cruise is not my, it's not my favorite. It's not my thing. Um, I, I enjoy a Dole Whip here and there. I enjoy the, you know, the, the, um, meat skewers and the things that they have over there you know it, it's cute I really enjoy it but I didn't think I would really enjoy a film about it and I was really curious on how they were going to do it and I am so glad I was wrong it was so good it was very charming the story was really well done um Emily Blunt can really do anything she is a great actor and you know she is so agile and and athletic so it's really cool to see her do a lot of stuff but it's also really cool to see the rock kind of be himself but almost a little bit of a different twist on his regular brand which i thought was really nice and really refreshing so yeah i mean was it worth 30 dollars? i mean yeah because now we have it and we can watch it as much as we want um, I would say it was worth it and it's nice because now we have it and you know family can watch it and um, yeah so I, I think it's worth it um, I really I'm hoping that Disney comes to an agreement with the theaters and with the actors and the different craftspeople and just kind of work something out because I really just really think that a lot of people who maybe don't feel safe going to the theater and maybe can't go to the theater or can't put themselves in that situation will be losing out. So next I wanted to talk about, and I really wanted to lump them into one conversation, which is the baby and Matt Damon. So, I'm sure you've heard by now the baby had some reason felt like he needed to um, insult people with HIV and AIDS and try to make homophobic slurs on stage as he was performing at the Rolling Loud concert uh, last month. Uh, so it pretty much started to blow up from there. Basically, the clip went viral. A lot of people that were there were very insulted by it. Um, to top it all off, he also had a special guest, Tori Lanes, who was a producer and artist as well, come out and perform songs with him. So the whole background to this is that for Rolling Loud, Megan Thee Stallion was one of the headliners of the show and there was an incident back, I believe it was almost two years ago now, where Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion 
were in some sort of relationship, whether it was friendly or romantic. And um, there was an issue and he allegedly shot her in her foot to the point where she had to be rushed uh, to the hospital and have surgery. And lucky enough, she was able to perform, I'm sorry, she was able to recover so that she could still perform and continue on the trajectory of her career. Um, Unfortunately, in the aftermath of all that, um, because they were actually pulled over and instead of her reporting the assault, she decided to protect her. And instead of him apologizing to her originally, he pretty much doubled down and tried to paint her as a liar, allegedly. Um, All I can say is that as someone who has dealt with this type of scenario and um, when it comes to assault, um, it's really very painful and it's really hurtful um, how people are conditioned to protect their abuser. Um, But it is something that is common in our society. And then when people have the the courage to speak out and take that risk, because it is a risk. You know, a lot of times they're either deemed a liar or they are um, verbally attacked. And it's just really shameful and disgusting. And um, as I said, when it happened, I stand with Meg. Back to the baby and bringing Tory Lanez out, um, who was basically outperforming with the baby just minutes before Meg was supposed to hit the stage. Um, It was just really shameful. And then the comments on top of that was just out of this world so uh people actually there was actually one person who actually threw a shoe on stage at him and he literally had to duck to avoid the shoe a la george bush um at the podium if you don't know what i'm talking about just google it george bush ducking from a shoe at a podium yeah it's hilarious but um Yeah, so people were really, really upset. And then there was a lot of backlash after the fact. And turns out that a lot of festivals realized that they really were not having it. They did not want to have this person on their lineup that stood for homophobia and then had the nerve to double down and say that they were unbothered and wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. So he was uh, removed from Lollapalooza's lineup. He's been removed now from the governor's uh, ball, which is uh, a huge festival out in uh, New York. And he's been uh, pulled from a a few other things. Um, He released a statement saying that he not quite apologize, but that he needed time to be educated and to learn. However, kind of was giving victim vibes um, in the whole apology, um, which was very strange and very odd. Um, What was even stranger was that the day after that was 
that statement was released, he put himself on Instagram eating what looked like canned peaches. And I'm just saying allegedly, I, I know a canned peach when I see one, but maybe I'm wrong. Eating canned peaches and basically saying that he was unbothered by all of it. Um, appalling, to say the least. Uh, so today, Miley Cyrus actually came out and talked about wanting to extend a hand and help to educate the baby on, you know, LGBTQ issues about how people are victimized for just being who they are and helping him to pretty much get to speed in 2021. That's where we are right now. So we'll see where it goes from there. Miley actually has a foundation where she helps LTB, L, LGBTQ excuse me, youth um, who are experiencing abuse and homelessness. So um, I applaud her for reaching out and wanting to offer education. Um, I really hope he takes it for his sake, but I think it's also something that people need to learn from, that there really is room for everyone. Which brings me to Matt Damon. I'm gonna just preface this and say, I've never been a fan of Matt Damon. No, not ever. For me, when he played the cop in The Departed, if you haven't seen The Departed, it, to me, one of Scorsese's best, Jack Nicholson's in it, Leo, uh, Mark Wahlberg. It's a fantastic film. But the character Matt Damon plays in the film, I felt like that wasn't far from Matt Damon. And I don't know him, so I'm just going to say allegedly. But it just felt very real to me. So Matt Damon came out during an interview and said that because he grew up in Boston, he commonly used the F word, which is a, the not that F word, but the F word where it's a homophobic slur as a joke. And it was something to him that was funny. And he was at the dinner table with his family and made a joke and used that word. Well, his 17 year old daughter got up from the table and stormed off. And he just said, hey, come on, it, it's just a joke. It's just me being funny. So thank God for his daughter. And this is just a show for people, just because people around you and your parents act like boo-boo the fool, you don't have to be that fool. His daughter went and wrote a whole essay on the foundation of hurt that that homophobic slurs have caused people in the LGBTQ community and why that word is wrong and should not be used and actually schooled him on how wrong he was to still think that was funny in 2021. But what is so, I should say, appalling is that he told that story like 
you told that story thinking we were all going to give you a medal. Did you think you were going to get a gold star? Because now I'm not homophobic because my daughter wrote me a letter. First of all, and I'm just going to say this. I haven't really cared about Matt Damon since ever. And two, Minnie Driver told me exactly who Matt Damon was when she was on Oprah. She was on Oprah after Circle of Friends. You're going to have to go way back. This was back in the 90s. And she was seeing Matt Damon. And he was had pictures. They were pictured out together. They were romantic. Next week, he's on Oprah for Goodwill Hunting and says, we're just friends. I don't know where she would get that idea from that we were romantic. No, I'm completely single. And then had the audacity to be photographed with my, and yes, she is mine because I love her most, which might not be true, but for me it is, my Winona writer the very next week and called her his girlfriend. Ladies and gentlemen who have encountered a man like this, you know exactly who this man is when they pull a stunt like this. It starts with the F and it's not the F word that he used at the dinner table. And here we are at the end of another episode. I have a little bit of an announcement. I've been working on some stuff and I'm getting ready to put some merch out for actually. I think everybody, you know, coming through and supporting has really been even more than I ever expected. So I want to put some merch out to kind of put the word out further and thank you so much for your support so um yeah so the end of another episode i thank you so much for your support the merch will be out soon i'll be updating on ig and uh, i will talk to you next time bye